0: 49ers Web Zone, no huddle podcast, part of the Odyssey Network. I'm Al Sacco with you, and by the time you're listening to this show, you will have less than two weeks before week one of the NFL season. I personally cannot wait. It's been a long offseason and preseason. It's been a stressful offseason and preseason if you're a 49ers fan with all the quarterback drama. And some of it kind of came to an end here with this Trey Lance trade Lance goes to the Cowboys, which I did not have on the bingo card. I did not see Dallas being the team to come and get him. But they get a fourth rounder for him, which, look, the trade's still a disaster. But uh, from what I understood, it was going to be a sixth or a seventh For So for the Niners to get a fourth rounder, you're going to take that, I guess. Uh, I guess you'll consider that a plus considering the situation. But I, I, I thought Minnesota was going to be the team. And then you had the Buccaneers in there as well, I thought, maybe. But for Dallas to come in out of nowhere, the Bills were interested. I didn't see that. The Ravens, Cowboys come in. And you don't, listen, maybe it's PTSD from the Charles Haley trade, but I don't like trading with Cowboys. But they take a chance on Lance, and now they have Dak Prescott, Cooper Rush, and Trey Lance. And Jerry Jones said, you know, he views it. As an opportunity, he said we view it as an additional part of this team that could pay dividends this year. But certainly, when we look to the future, we'll pay dividends in my mind. So this is something that the Cowboys did with with you know a couple of years down the road in mind that may, maybe they move on from Prescott. He's got it out in his contract, I believe it's after two thousand twenty four. So if they hit on Lance, it's, you know it's like a lottery ticket. And we'll see what happens with that. But it, it was an ugly situation. I, I don't want to rehash everything we said last show about being pissed off and everything like that. Fans feel how they feel. Uh, it, it didn't go well. Kyle Shanahan said himself, you know, that he has regrets. He kind of he said that he feels like you know he failed him. It just was a bad situation all around. It, it wasn't handled well PR wise and in here and here we sit with it. I, I I thought I thought Lynch and Shanahan did a good job meeting the media after the game. The preseason game on Friday and addressing things and owning up to things, but it it just seemed like they misplayed the whole situation. And Kyle talked about, you know, we thought he was doing a radio interview after, and and that would have sort of sufficed for everything. But it doesn't. You got to meet the media. You got to answer questions, and they did that on Friday. But you know, the whole thing left a bad taste in everyone's mouth. But you know, here we are. You got to move on. You got to move on because guess what? There's a season to play. And the Niners are still going to be a pretty good football team. And Brock Purdy is ready to take over this team. And Sam Darnold will still still be one of, I think, the better backups in the league. You know, you could say maybe top 10 or whatever as backups. You you could do a lot worse, I guess, than Sam Darnold. And honestly, you guys, if it gets to the backup quarterback, it's probably screwed anyway. You know, the starters got to stay healthy. The Brock Purdy situation from last year, that doesn't happen. That kind of stuff does not happen. That was a might be a once in a you know whatever situation, but Purdy's coming in this year and, and, and look, it's he's a second year quarterback and, and he has the keys to a Super Bowl team. And there's going to be a lot of pressure on Brock. And I want to tell everybody too, there are going to also be ups and downs. He's he, I, I really love what I see from him. I love the quick decision making. He's looked really crisp so far in the preseason, and I, I think that that's going to continue. But you have to be patient. He is a second-year player. All second-year players have ups and downs. They do, and he has the weight of the world on him, and he seems like the type of dude who can handle it. But there has to be a fair assessment of him through the season. He's not going to come in and be Patrick Mahomes. It's just, it's just not going to happen. There's, there's going to be bumps along the road. But I'm really confident, in Purdy. I'm a Purdy. Guy. I have been since last year, and 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 just because I don't think the Niners handled Trey, the Treyland situation well. I still don't think Trey Lance had any business beating out Brock Purdy right now. Brock Purdy was QB1 without a doubt. So this is where we are. Move forward. It's going to be an exciting season. I can't wait. You know, and I hope all the fans are behind Brock as we move forward with this. Now, when we look at the Trey Lance situation, they make the trade for multiple firsts. And we're not going to really know the effect that this trade had on the Niners for a few years. Because right now the Niners are loaded. Uh, they're loaded this year still, but we've talked about it. This is a two-year window, I think, with this core. And even next year, we could probably be some players that are gone. So are the Niners able to replenish to keep the window open? Now there's a couple ways you can keep your window open. The first way is by having a franchise quarterback. And the Niners hope that they have that in Purdy and his play in Kyle Shannon's system can keep the window open. The second way is just sort of what the Niners are doing right now, where you have the quarterback on the rookie contract and you have all these great players around him, you know, the big contracts for George Kittle and Fred Warner and Debo Samuel and Trent Williams, and hopefully Nick Bosa soon. Um, that's another way to do, it. but those windows don't stay open as long because you can only pay so many people. If you don't have that quarterback to, to, to build around and guys get older guys move on. It's just the way it happens. So if you don't have the quarterback, your, your windows can be shorter. So, how will we know about this tr- this trade Lance trade? Well, I think we have to look at the drafts that the Niners had in the past. Well, I guess you you could say 3 years. So, let's go back. Let's go back and take a look. Let's see who the Niners have taken and and what we think about impact here. So, 2021, the Niners were due to pick 12th and they traded all the multiple first round picks to move up to 3 to take Lance. Now, if the Niners stayed where they were that year, I think they would have wanted to take Mac Jones, and, and Kyle Shanahan said that he felt they were going to get jumped for him, and maybe the Patriots would have moved up ahead of the Niners or whatever it was, but he didn't go to 15th that year. So I guess for this exercise, we'll kind of look and see if the Niners st- stood pat who was still available. So if the Niners don't make that trade and they just say, we're going to go another year with Jimmy, and then we'll try to address court- quarterback maybe again the next year see who's available. The 12th pick that year was Micah Parsons. That would have been um, Parsons and Bosa. Now, you're only going to be able to pay one of those guys. But that would have been a little bit crazy. The next pick was Rashawn Slater, another fantastic lineman. Uh, Elijah Vera Tucker, guard for the Jets. And then Mac Jones went 15 to uh, the Patriots. Christian Darrisaw, who's a terrific tackle, went 23 to Minnesota. But if they stay at that 12, I think they would have taken Mac Jones. So maybe we would have been having a whole other conversation about the quarterback. if That was the case, but Micah Parsons is staring there at you. I don't know, you know, so really, really interesting. When you look at that, some of those Parsons and, and Slater, if you had those two guys in the fold, what what could have been, but it is what it is. What had now, what happened after that? So the drafts that I think it's going to be really interesting to look back at are the 2020, 2022 and 2023 draft classes, which I call the Trey Lance draft classes. Um, The reason I say that is because the Niners did not have a first round pick in either of those years when they could have taken an offensive tackle, another edge guy. They didn't have it. So when you look at these drafts, what you really have to ask yourself is, did they take players that are going to be impact players for them? I know we won't know this probably for another year or two, but as as we move past this core, are some of these guys going to be able to come in and take over for this core? I don't know. Maybe. There's no way for us to say that, but, but let's go through it and take a look at it. So if you go back to 2022, they don't have the first round pick because, because of Lance. Their first pick is 61, and they take Drake Jackson in the second round. Uh, the third round in 2022, they took TDP, Tyron Davis-Price, Danny Gray, the wide receiver, Spencer Burford in the fourth, Sam Womack in the fifth, Nick Zakell in the sixth, Kalia Davis in the sixth. Uh, Tariq Castro Fields in the sixth and Brock Purdy in the seventh. Now, obviously, Purdy is the absolute crown jewel of, of any of these years. And a lot of what we're talking about with these draft classes will go as he goes. And we don't know about the 2022 draft class yet. Things happen. I mean, we didn't think we thought Ambry Thomas was done and, and he may be pushing for a starting cornerback role right now. And, and we, you know, we wouldn't have thought that. So who knows with some of these guys two, three years down the road, but If you look at this draft class, Drake Jackson's big name in there too. They need him to step up and and be a starting caliber defensive end. Right now they have Cleveland Farrell and and Nick Bosa. And other than that, not a whole lot that really, I mean, they're not as deep there as they have been in previous years. So that Drake Jackson pick, we're going to find out a lot this year. That is a huge pick in the third round. TDP and Danny Gray don't appear like they're going to be impact players. TDP is a, Looks like he's just maybe like a third or fourth running back, and he is not a good blocker. He has not been blocking well. And Danny Gray, he's hurt right now, but you know, so far the early returns haven't looked like he's going to be an impact wide receiver by the stretch of the imagination. Burford, just a starting guard. That's a really good pick in the fourth round to me. Uh, and Sam Womack looks like he can challenge for the nickel roll and, and again, as a fifth rounder, if you have a, a corner that. That can play big snaps for you. That's a, that's a very good pick. Nick Sakel might not make this team get a really rough preseason. Clea Davis. We'll see. I know they were high on him, but again, it might be a numbers game there. Castro fields, obviously no. And Brock Purdy might be the franchise QB. So did they maybe pull Brock Purdy out of their ass a little bit? Yeah, (laughs) they probably did. But if he turns out to be the franchise QB or even just you know, the starting QB for the next five years, that's, that's still an amazing pick. You know, I have a Jeff Garcia-type type run with the Niners. That, that would still be an amazing pick. But obviously, they're hoping at 23 years old, he could be their quarterback for the next decade and a half. That's, that's the hope right now with him. And you look at 2023. This draft, uh, you know, well, again, we have no idea. But some of these picks early on were kind of, there. there might be some red flags there. So Jair Brown in the first round, we like him. Hopefully he's going to be a starting safety next year as, as they kind of take the same approach they did with, uh, tele, with uh, Hufanga where Hufanga didn't play a ton his first year and by the second year he was an impact player. You know, This year is sort of a red shirt year where he back up, skips in, and then next year they hope that Brown can be a starting safety. We'll see there. Jake Moody did not have a good preseason. The kicker he took in the third, he's week to week with an injury right now. We'll see how that goes. Cameron Latu also in the third round. Did not have a good preseason. Looks like he might go on IR. We'll find out by uh, Tuesday because he's got a knee injury. But he'll make, I would think he's going to make the team if he wasn't hurt because he's of his third round status. But he didn't look impressive at all. And that was a pick that a lot of people had issues with, including myself. I didn't really get it. But we'll see there. Der- the next pick was Daryl Luter in the fifth round. And he's a cornerback that people like, but again, he's been injured. So we haven't really been able to see what the deal is with him. So if he's going to go on injured reserve or whatever. Robert Beal for the edge. I'll see if he even, if he even gets kept. It's a numbers game. D. Winters, uh, one of the two running backs. Dee Winters, or running backs, linebackers. Um, they took late, who's looked really, really good. Braden Willis at tight end. We'll see if he even makes the team. Ronnie Bell. I'll come back to him in a second. That's that's a name that can end up being a good pick, and Jalen Graham, who's 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 also looked great. So the Niners just keep finding linebackers, man. They just keep finding linebackers late or whenever it is. So those guys look like good picks, and and yeah, that Ronnie Bell pick to me could end up being a huge pick in a lot of different ways. Now Bell had some issues with drops this preseason, and he also. Um, he fumbled, but he got it back. Fumbled the kick return too, that he got it back. But he had those couple balls bounce off his hands and his helmets that ended up being interceptions. But he made a ton of big plays too, and a lot of big plays after the catch. And he had a nice end around that he ran hard that changed the whole dynamic of the offense early in one of the preseason games um, when they were struggling. So he looks like he could really be a player if he could develop. He's going to make the team, especially with injuries uh, to McLeod and Gray. So that's a huge pick to me because. Is he, is he somebody that can replace, I hate to even say this, but if the Niners can't re-sign Brandon Ayuk, is he somebody who can replace Brandon Ayuk? Would be a really big, huge boon there if that happens. But I don't even want to put my brain there right now that, that Brandon Ayuk was ever going to be gone. So those are the two drafts, man. And if you look at them, I don't know how many. I mean, do you, do you think there's any, fran- other than Purdy, is there a franchise player? You know, a George Kittle type player, Debo Samuel type player, a Brandon Ayoub type player, a Fred Warner type player in those two drafts. I don't know. I don't know if they got enough impact there. and I, I can't say anything for sure because it takes two or three years before you, you really know what you have in a, in a draft class. But are those classes the kind that can replenish a Super Bowl roster? We'll see. I'll let you guys judge for yourself. You no, let me know if look at the Niners 2023 draft classes, it's 2022 and 23 draft classes. And if, if you think there's people in there that can replenish the Super Bowl roster, but I don't know. I don't know. Not having those first round picks th- those two years, that's where you get your offensive tackles. That's where you get your big time players on the defensive line in the first round. So not having those. It hurts. And we're starting to see the Niners some cracks in the armor with the depth. They're not as deep as they have been, which is a little scary if injuries happen. So has the last trade hurt them to this point? No. And Brock Purdy has, has has made up for a lot of that. But will it hurt them in two years? It's TBD, people. It, it, it really is TBD. Um, we just we just don't know right now. But we'll see right right now. I know my focus is on 2023 because this is a gigantic season for the 49ers with this core george kittle even alluded to it he was talking about um recently the window and that you know they've been able to pay all these people but you know you can't do it forever and that um it's a huge year the ni- the niners understand it the fans understand it. this is the year for the niners to really make a run to try to get to the super bowl and the big piece of the puzzle for that is going to be nick bosa nick bosa is the best player on the 49ers in, in my opinion he's one of the best players in the league he got voted the number fourth player in the nfl top 100 and that's you know what if you told me he's a top five player i'm not arguing with you he, he, he's that good he is that dynamic he is that much of a superstar He he, he is that big of a piece on the defense and there was a story that came out on Friday. So, well, well, I guess let's take it back to Thursday when John Lynch was on KNBR, and he just basically said, you know, we're trying to keep it in house. We're working towards it. You know, we said obviously he's 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 not happy. Bose is here, and he had talked earlier in the off season that he he thinks for him, he needed three weeks to get ready. Well. We're under two weeks now for the start of the season And Bosa still doesn't have a contract. Now, at, at the day, the day after Bosa, or I'm sorry, Lynch did his interview where he said we're going to keep it in house and we're working towards a deal. Ian Rappaport was on KNBR and Ian Rappaport said that there hasn't been a lot of conversation and he could see Nick Bosa missing week one. Now, KNBR, <laughs> maybe they heard from the Niners to take that tweet down uh, the soundbite of Ian because it, it, I believe it was deleted not far after, but he did do the interview. It did happen. People did hear it. There is concern there from Ian saying that. And again, Ian heard that from somewhere. So it makes a lot of sense to me that Nick Bosa's camp, maybe after they heard John Lynch's interview, was like, yeah, we're, we're going to throw this out there. Uh, yeah, there hasn't been a lot of conversation, and, and Nick just might miss week one. So what that does is that puts pressure on the Niners now, right? So, all right. We're getting closer. Pay, pay, pay the guy what he wants. Talked about urgency. You talked about patience. Well, not, now it's getting urgent. We're less than two weeks to, to, week, to week one. Pay him what he wants. And what does Bosa want? To me, the only, here's, I've said this before, but the only thing I can think of is this. The Niners are in the TJ Watt range, 80 million guaranteed. Uh, I think Watt makes 28 million a year in that range. He wants Aaron Donald money. That's that's where I think that's where I think Nick Bosa is. Well, I shouldn't say he want he wants he wants a, above Aaron Donald money, is is what Bosa is going to want. He's going to want the biggest contract in for any defensive player in the history of the NFL. Now Aaron Donald's contract is three years, ninety five million. All of that ninety five million is guaranteed, so it's a pretty much well, it is a fully guaranteed contract. So his average salary is thirty one point six million dollars per year. Bosa is probably going to want much north of that. So 33, 34, 35 and over a hundred million guarantees for sure. I would think that that's what he wants. And if the Niners didn't think that's what they, what, what he wants, they're absolutely insane. That's, that's what it was going to take from, from day one. But I don't know what the holdup is here. I'm not sure why this is taking so long. I'm not sure why it wasn't done before the preseason started. And, and you could say, okay, both, right. Bosa doesn't need to play in any preseason games, but you still want him in the building. You still want him working with the team. You don't want this lingering to the point now where he's not, even if he signs this upcoming week, you're still going to be, you know, you're less than 14 days. You're in the 10-ish day range before week one. And if it lingers into next week, now you're in a situation where he's not going to be available for his full a lot of, you know, 70 snaps or whatever it is. They're not going to do that. They're not going to pull him off the street off of whatever workouts he's doing and come in and have him play a full NFL game and risk injury. It's it's not going to happen. So now what you're going to have is even if he is, and and, and I would think neither one of them I hope are this stupid where you're, you're going to miss games and you're going to miss game checks for Bosa and stuff like that. But the Bosa's drive a hard bargain. The Bosa's are tough to deal with, with contracts. They've they did it with Joey Bosa. Now they're doing it with Nick. So I don't, I don't know. Are they asking for something ridiculous? Are they, are they asking for forty million dollars a year? I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the holdup is. But I just hope. I hope when it's all said and done, and if if he does get paid, what what we assume he's looking for, like if the contract comes out and it's thirty five million a year and whatever, one hundred and five million guaranteed, whatever, I'm gonna be like, what the hell took so long? Because because that's where everyone assumed it is. And the Niners are taking the heat here, as the Niners have been taking heat for a lot of stuff lately. But this has not been a good PR week for them. <laughs> but they're taking the heat here. Like, like why the hell isn't Nick Bosa signed? But I will give them a little bit of, like, you know, whoa. whoa well, we don't know if the Boses are asking for something. We we don't know. Maybe the Boses are asking for a number that's so astronomical that they're just saying, like, listen, like, we're we're not going to do $40 million a year or, or whatever it is. But I don't think that's it. I, if, if you just look at where he would slide in as the highest paid defensive player, it's a little more than Aaron Donald. That's, that's, that's what I thought he was going to get. That's what I thought he was going to get for sure. And you saw Fred Warner after he had a sat in the preseason game, uh, doing the, the, whatever Nick Bosa does when he puts his hands up um, and then he did a money sign. So it was basically, you know, pay, pay Nick, pay Nick Bosa, get it, get our best player in there. So I think it's going to get done before the season starts, but the fact that it's gone this long is, is I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't know. I, I think everybody's crazy. Just, just get it done. Why risk this? This is the most, this season is so important. It's so important. You need to get your best player on the field. You need to have him there. You don't want a situation where he's missing games. And another thing I was thinking of, is he waiting for Chris Jones? Do we need to see what Chris Jones gets paid? Do they not want to sign? And then Chris Jones signs a bigger deal. Is, is that part of it? I hope not because it's kind of ridiculous. But that's just another factor that maybe that could be holding it up. But the Niners got to get this done. They have to get the Nick Bosa thing done. And hopefully we'll see something this week. But, man, it's it's been a rough PR week for them. Holy shit. People were not happy with the way they handled Lance. And then the next day <laughs> the, the report comes out that Bosa might miss week one it was really rough man that was for this regime i don't think they've gone through anything like that at all you know they've been they've been teflon in a lot of ways even the things they haven't done well because of the winning and because of the things that have been balanced out there's been it's definitely been sort of a teflon regime where they don't take a lot of criticism and and you know they're they're winning why why would you criticize but this past week yeah there were a lot of people angry about the way that they uh Went about the Lads situation, and, and now the Bosa stuff. People are starting to get impatient. Um, they have a third-round kicker <laughs> that isn't kicking well and hurt right now. So um, I don't know, man. It's just absolutely crazy. But still a big week. We're going to find out about um, cutdowns, and we're going to take a look at the 53-man roster, which will get announced on Tuesday. And I think, too, for, for the 53-man roster, they're probably going to find a kicker. Because it doesn't look like Wolf Gonzalez isn't gonna be ready. And it, it doesn't look like Moody will be either. So they're gonna probably have to go out and get a get a kicker. And um, also getting a kicker, feel like they're gonna need a kick returner somewhere too. Cause Ray McLeod isn't gonna be ready for a while. And I don't like what I've seen from any of the kick returners. And you don't wanna get in a situation this season, because we talked about how important it is, where special teams are losing you games, games you should win a tough game week one against Pittsburgh and then their schedule gets gets a little easier after that. They have to up play I think it's the Rams and the Cardinals next. I have to look it up, but um but you just want don't want to get in a situation where the Niners are missing field goals where they have fumbles on kick returns and games get changed because of that. That is just a nightmare scenario if you're losing close, close games because of your special book. It's going to be a really, really difficult game. Pittsburgh's tough at home. The defense is going to come out trying to cause turnovers. Kenny Pickett, who I wasn't really huge on, he looked pretty good this preseason. And they do have players there. So that's that's going to be a really hard game. If you think it's not going to be, it is. It is. I think the Niners are going to win, but it's going to be a tough one. Then they're at the Rams, who they should destroy because the Rams are a mess. Then they're home against the Giants. I think the Giants are going to take a step back this year. And then home against the Cardinals, who are also going to be a hot mess. But then you have that Dallas game in week five. And I think Dallas is going to be amped up for that game. So I feel like the Niners have three easier games within their first five. So even if everything goes really wrong, they're, they're three and two at worst. And I think they'll come out of that at four and one. Um, but you, again, you don't want to be in situations where you don't have your best player on the field or your your best player is slow to get going or not playing in a lot of snaps because he, he held out until the beginning of the season. And you don't want to be in a situation where your special teams is hurting you a fumble here, a miss kick there, whatever, to keep teams in games where they shouldn't. And then all of a sudden, maybe you, you lose a few that you shouldn't lose. And this is the year you got to win the Super Bowl. And this is the year that I think you need home field. You want to get that bye. So, Philly's going to win a lot of games. 13 and four, could that get it done? Maybe for a bye. Didn't do it. Didn't get done last year, but maybe it can this year. But you don't have a, there's not a lot of margin for error. I, I don't think they can lose more than four games this year if they want to have any chance at that. So, you got to win the games you should. And you got to have your best player on the field. And you can't lose games in stupid ways with special teams. So they got They have to get that going. But we'll see how it goes. Um, next show, we're going to see what the Niners do for their 53-man. And we're going to go over it. We're going to take a look at the position groups. We're going to see if there are any surprises. Go over strong points. Go over weak points. Uh, go over depth, because we've been talking about that. But I can't wait to see this 53-man roster. And we'll talk about it uh, with Zane and Brian later in the week. All right, guys. That's all I got. Thanks for listening. I'm Al.